0: Uh, Quite frankly, it's my view that uh, Stan Kroenke should be arrested. This is the Talking Schmidt Podcast, home of the best stories and sports takes from St. Louis to Chicago and beyond. Here is your host, Daniel Schmidt. Happy Saturday to all my loyal listeners out there and welcome into episode 64 of the Talking Schmidt Podcast. I'm starting to learn very quickly there are no relevant athletes with numbers in the 60s uh, besides offensive linemen. And as we know, that's a uh, thankless position, and they do not deserve any credit on the TSP airwaves. But we're coming to you live on a Saturday from an old studio of ours in Webster Groves, Missouri, the basement of the Schmidt household. Uh, I wish I could tell you I was excited to be recording from this uh, studio. I'm not. The last thing I would ever do is lie to my audience, but that's where we're recording from today. I'm excited to get this episode out running. A couple housekeeping things real quick. Wanted to give a shout out to 573Ts. Uh, They're not a sponsor of the podcast by any stretch, but I am wearing their t-shirt, Missouri Social Distancing from Kansas since looking down at my chest, 1854. Awesome t-shirt, 25 bucks, free shipping, Uh, They've got Fire Tees for Kansas City, Columbia, St. Louis. Highly recommend checking them out and obviously supporting local in general. Um, Also, some housekeeping. Talking Smith Podcast is on Spotify. I finally buckled down and spent four minutes and got the podcast on the most popular, most frequently used platform on earth massive undertaking um herculean effort and and glad i finally got it done in my defense when i initially tried to get it on spotify being quickly serious i don't know if people remember this spotify used to be kind of exclusive with their um, podcasts. i don't know if hosts had to or podcasts i should say had to pay spotify to have it hosted there or if spotify only wanted like the top 100 most popular but they were like legitimate stipulations and uh, restrictions to what podcasts went on Spotify. I had to send in emails to apply and there was a whole process and days of hearing back. And after two rejections, I was like, you know what I, I've I've got a little bit too much pride and you guys have, have hurt my feelings just enough. I won't do it again. But then you start seeing you know everybody and their neighbor getting their podcast on Spotify and you kind of start to feel left out. And I was like, you know what? fine. Four minutes. I had to fill like a fi- it was like a five-question survey. Done. So, TSP now on the most popular platform on Earth. You, you got to wonder if Spotify was like, hey, maybe instead of making it really super difficult to put podcasts, which God knows how many millions of people a day listen to podcasts, maybe instead of making that difficult— we could just take over Apple since we have a better platform already if we just make it easy for people to upload and download podcasts. That's what Spotify did. Talking Spit Podcasts, staying current with the times, albeit two years behind, now on Spotify. So if you're listening to it on Spotify, let me know and it will sincerely make me very happy. And given that happiness is such a premium during quarantine, just shoot me a quick text, please. Thanks. Another housekeeping note from last week Patrick Peterson on the punt return. Um, I actually got a fair amount of text about that. I wanted to call him Patrick Patterson of Kentucky basketball fame. I knew that was wrong. And honestly, Patrick Peterson for whatever reason, in my head, it, it made me think of like a, a fifth-grade CYC basketball player. It's just like that didn't sound like the punt returner for the Arizona Cardinals. So I, I just I let you guys answer it for me, and I got a lot of tongue lashings for it. So thank you guys so much for that. I digress. This week's pod is fire. I'm excited for you guys to listen to it. I cannot believe I actually stuck to my guns and put out a podcast one week after the previous one. I think it's only been three years since I last did that. So, a really huge step in the right direction for a guy who's been doing a podcast for three years. Anyway, guys, great pod this week. Enjoy. Let's go. I've decided during quarantine, I'm going to start every podcast with a State of the Union. This shit sucks. It does. It is, it is the worst, and it sucks this week because the XFL is gone. Cacau forever. Cacau is the law. The Battle Hawks are gone. The XFL is done. I don't know what St. Louis did, and I, I, I'm aware that there were teams in other cities. St. Louis, as per usual, had the best fan base. I just don't know why we're cursed like this. That, it hurts so bad because they had such a phenomenal thing going here in St. Louis, even if it may have been a little bit tongue in cheek, people are still showing up and spending money and supporting the team. And it was awesome to watch. And now that's gone. There's a chance that the XFL comes back maybe in 2022. They had a good amount of VC funding, but who knows? I mean, I don't, I'm not, am not shocked that people want to pull out their investments with the economy doing what it's doing. It really, really sucks. Cause I thought they had a pretty good thing going as a league and a really good thing going here in St. Louis. So that really sucks. Um, like that just, I was so excited to come back for a game this weekend, Easter weekend. I was going to make it a whole to do and surprise the fam and Oh man. Just, this is just, it is the worst. It is just the worst. Um, I'm sure we're all doing different things to, to keep ourselves sane during this. I actually relaunched a podcast to help get myself through it. Uh, so whatever you guys have to do, keep doing it. Um, speaking of which big announcement from the Schmidt household where I have returned, uh, we've got a new dog, new dog named Stevie, female dog named Stevie, uh, We've named the dog Stevie. It is a female. It's a female dog. We've named Stevie. I, since I've moved back, I have realized I am the the parasite. I hope we've all seen the movie. I am the parasite of the Schmidt household. I'm I've been sentenced to the basement. So, uh, not only am I physically and literally an afterthought down here. Any opinion I might have on maybe not naming the dog Stevie is not even considered. Uh, when the naming process came through, but adorable dog, it's called a Mountain Feist. I, no idea. I wanted to call it Feisty. I thought that would have been fun. Nope. Stevie. We went with Stevie, so that's great. But hey, no one's no one's losing their cool. No one has a short fuse. No one's gonna let a dog name, you know, derail like five straight days of their mood. No one would do such a thing. So yeah, I think everybody's going uh a little cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs across the board. Something I've enjoyed is, and I think we've all enjoyed it, is just relentlessly FaceTiming people. I've FaceTimed with people that I've never talked to, that I haven't heard from in forever. Uh, family members, you name it, across the board. And it's all been awesome. I, I've thoroughly enjoyed all of it. Just, it, it's almost, it reminds me of what I used to do um, uh, on hungover Sundays. That's the one perk of quarantine is, you know, no hangovers, but... I, I used to FaceTime a lot of my best friends, and we'd just hope one of them would answer, kind of like a shotgun, just like, you know, spray bullets, see what happens. Um, and I'd usually, you know, I, I had this tweet once, I talked about how I Facetime the seven guys I expect to be on the altar. I hope she won't want more than seven. I don't even know if I want that many. I don't even know if I have that many friends, but the seven guys I want to be on the altar... I'd FaceTime on Sunday mornings while depressed and maybe one would answer. That's kind of how it is just every night now. You just FaceTime five, six, seven, eight people, see who picks up the phone, talk to them for as long as possible until you go to bed. That's kind of what I'm doing. A lot of people are binging shows and and watching movies, reading books. That's all well and good. I have just been a serial FaceTimer to help get myself through this. Uh, That's my word of advice. To the loyal listeners out there, is just relentlessly FaceTime and, and kind of fool yourself into uh, to hanging out with people. I I don't know. I don't have uh, any any good answers, which I know is going to come as a surprise to a lot of you. But it's all doom and gloom on TSP for the most part. Um, I I don't expect too many uplifting things coming out of my camp. I went for a walk the other day. I walked two miles, and the balls of my feet. Hurt so bad, I had to walk on my heels for two blocks home, and then I was immobile for the next two hours. I'm 26 years old. I went for a two-mile walk, and afterwards, I couldn't move for multiple hours. So yeah, a lot of doom and gloom coming from TSP, but at the very least, I think we're going to get some laughs, or at least at my expense anyway, as we get into this week's Asking Schmidt, which covers just a melee of topics and is a shit ton of fun. Time now for this week's Asking Schmidt. Batting leadoff is Matt Washer. Question. Will you ever offer your friend and roommate, Matt McAleenan, a free drink as you did 4th of July weekend, 80-degree day, rooftop, again? Yeah, so last 4th of July weekend, which the way, if you guys remember, it lined up, I think 4th of July was on a Thursday, so it ended up just basically being a five-day weekend. And um, as I recall, Matt... Uh, went out the night before. I think pretty much everyone in their mid-20s in Chicago was out that weekend. So uh, it's not like Matt went through some brutal ordeal that anyone else experienced. And the next day, we were all a little bit slow, and I was like, Matt, would you like to go get a beer on a rooftop in one of the most beautiful cities in the world? And he said no. Uh, and I said, hey, how about this? I'll, I will buy your drinks. And Matt's objection to that was that he had dinner uh, with Matt Washer's family uh, six hours later, and he wouldn't have time to uh, walk ten minutes and have a beer. Uh, so yeah, I don't think I ever will offer that to Matt again. I I think unfortunately he's lost that privilege. Um, you know he's got some some ground to make up there. Uh, switching over to Facebook, Kyle Friedman, how long would you go until you need to cut your own hair? Great question. I don't think I ever will cut my own hair. I, I think more than likely I'll have a, a sibling or my – and I don't trust my sibling. Yeah, so probably my mom step in. Uh, I, I've got a trimmer with different lengths, but I'm not trying to go short. My objective for 2020, as repeatedly stated, was to grow out my hair, but grow it out with purpose, right? This is just – there's no – structure. My hair is chaos. It's just long in every direction. There's no idea or purpose behind it. So purposeful hair growth was the plan for 2020. And unfortunately, we just haven't been able to meet it at at the standard which we wanted. So to answer your question, I don't think I'll ever cut my own hair, but we're getting closer and closer to a day where my mom is going to have to step in and and just clean things up in in a very um, just kind of mitigate as much damage as possible type way. John McGuff, how pissed do you think Vince McMahon was to have, to move WrestleMania from Tampa to the Performance Center? Um, I'm not sure. I'm assuming that you mean they didn't have an audience at WrestleMania, which was hilarious. It really amplifies how fake the wrestling is and the grunting and this, that, and the other. Gronk falling on 10 people from 15 feet high and knocking all 10 of them unconscious was hilarious to watch. So he was probably pretty pissed, but I still thought it was entertaining as hell. Uh, Gabe Smith, what do you think Negus announced to me on FaceTime tonight? Uh, If I had to guess, I would say that Negus has a third uh, biscuit in the proverbial oven due sometime in in November. So many happy congratulations to uh, to the Williams family. Thank God his... Wife still reaches out to me. Otherwise, I wouldn't know what the hell's going on over there. Uh, Adam Low, how alarmed would we be that the social how alarmed should we be that the social media quarantine trends are moving quickly in the bad direction, i.e., the latest challenge to post the first picture with your significant other. Um, yeah, Adam, that's a great question. I warned about this on last week's podcast. Um, I, I'm not even saying I told you so because I think it was a general consensus that things are trending in the wrong direction. The first pick with your significant other, you have to realize, as someone who's pretty conceited himself and does the solo podcast, no one gives a shit about the first pick with your significant other. You get you get to show that off uh, two days. Um, your anniversary, okay? And the day um, one of you dies. That's when you can be like, this was our first picture. Um, just spewing it out. For all your followers to see. Uh, it I, I don't know. What was entertaining though. What was entertaining. Because these people are throwing the dates. On their first picks right. And if you know that person. Was in a relationship previously. And you see the timeline doesn't add up. I don't think people realized. That on multiple occasions. Maybe they weren't inadvertently admitting to cheating, but they were certainly admitting to having been previously interested in their current significant other while dating someone else. I'm telling you, quarantine is going to have a lot of interesting impacts on relationships. Um, I guess retroactively, you just kind of got away with that, but you got to think if you see your ex and it's a picture from like five years ago with a new person, it's like, oh, Okay, so was this in the works the whole time or just some of the time? I don't know, but the the shit has to stop. I deleted Instagram for a few days because I have a podcast to run. Obviously, I'm obligated to re-download it, but uh, yeah, it's been unbearable. And Honestly, Twitter, and obviously, I've got a well-known addiction to Twitter, but the pick three trend, also not great. Also not great. It's fine, and... Uh, in doses and kind of non-quarantine situations you know you see different versions of it all the time picture of four things one gotta go um or you've got 20 bucks to spend on four players these are all same shit different toilet and uh just to have it just kind of thrown down our throats every day is uh is tough with that said toasted rav's emos ted drews Uh, Adam Lowe again, secondly, not a question, just a statement, along with supporting your local restaurants, please also buy your favorite hair product like you normally would. We cannot have these companies go out of business. Could not agree with you more, Adam, and I know I plugged Jeff Bezos on the pod last week, which I shouldn't do for free. Um, This podcast has such a massive following, and that is such a startup company. I really shouldn't be giving him the free advertising, but American Crew products there are basically at wholesale prices. It's like 40% down from getting at your uh, your local retailer. I'm also, Adam, I'll talk to you about this offline. Uh, a coworker recommended to me a salt spray uh, for my hair as it continues to grow out, kind of that natural surfer look to it. And my expectations are to come out looking like Matthew McConaughey, Steve Harrington, or Harry Styles by the end of this. I'm not sure which route I'm going to go yet, but it will be um, one of those three for sure. Aaron Mawson, which of the Mawson brothers would you rather be quarantined with, and why? Two, please power rank the following Chicago groupings in restaurants in relation to their sister establishments. Um, wow. Okay, that, that's Aaron. That's a big question. I'll, I'll keep. I'll get it quick here. Which of the Mawson brothers would you rather be quarantined with, and why? I'm gonna go Aaron on this one because when we were on when we were staying at the penthouse on the island off the coast of Cancun. Um Sam just uh had it was very quick to anger. I remember getting full force two arm shoved by Sam. I think I took a quarter step backwards, even at full strength, from Sam. And so just that that tendency to kind of lean towards violence, I would rather avoid if I could. So I'm reluctantly going to pick Aaron Mawson on this. Power rank the following Chicago groupings. So you've got Home Slice, Happy Camper, and Paradise Park, the parlors, Taco Bell on Clark. So we've got we've got parlor versus Home Slice Happy Camper versus Taco Bell. I'm not the biggest parlor guy. Uh, it's a sit-down restaurant. It, it just is. It's all, we're going to parlor. Well, to do what? Unless you're going to parlor West Loop in the summer and going to be on that roof, which can hold 100 people, I just don't really see the vibe. That said, Slice, Camper, and Paradise Park are about as basic as they come. That said, if the shoe fits, I, I, I'm I'm a bit of a basic bitch myself. So I'm gonna go with um, Slice, uh, Camper, and Paradise Park, be- and also like I don't eat at Taco Bell. That's disgusting. Dan Pitts probably already covered this, but what does the loss of the XFL do to morale? Yep, own segment. Mike McLaughlin. If you put on if you put one atomic clock on a plane and one on the ground, and fly the plane around the world, the clocks will show different times. Gravity bends, space, time, and light. My question, what are quarks? Yeah, I have no idea. And I'm decently pretty good at uh, improv, but uh, quarks, I don't know. It does make me think of Yarps um, from Sisyphus at SLU, which was a segment uh, we did the episode. I did the wiffle ball with Sam Buffy, but yeah, no clue what the hell quarks are. Eric Korth, if you were a professional wrestler in the late 90s, early 2000s, what would one, your walk up song be? uh, Two, your finishing move be called? Uh, Walk up song would be uh, just top of head. "Head Headstrong will take you all. Headstrong will take on anyone. That would be my walk up. Um, And my finisher, Mm, that's a really good question. That's a really good question. Off the top of my head, I don't know. I'd have to incorporate D. Like, um, I don't know. D, like the initial D. Like, I'd have to think of my stage name as well. Um, I can tell you I'd be a huge fan of choke slams and spears. Those are obviously industry standard moves. But my actual finisher, I don't know. There, there's a really immature part of me that wants to say D's nuts. And that's that's not what I would call it. I'm just saying that part of me exists. And I'm burying it deep, deep down. All right, switching over to Twitter real quick. What uh, this is from Nate Hegney what five TV characters would you want to be quarantined with I said the cast of Gossip Girl You cannot go wrong with the guys or well you could but you cannot have a more entertaining group of five people than the Gossip Girl cast hands down no question Uh Dom Capone posted a question uh from the Billikin podcast the house that Rick built you can only pick 3 uh, which I just <laughs> disparaged this social media trend five minutes ago, but it, it had me – it wants you to pick slew players over the last few years. It was brutal because you're making me pick amongst some of my best friends, people I consider sons, brothers. Um, But, yeah, I, I'm i going to pick um, Jordair Jet, Kwame Mitchell, and Tommy Liddell. It, just because, I, I'm not picking Goody and Hassan just because they haven't had four years yet and the rest have. So out of respect for the guys who've gone all the way through, I got to go Jordair, Qua, and uh, Tommy. Uh, Moving on. Schiffer, what have you learned about yourself in quarantine that I hate myself? I'm just totally kidding, Mom. Uh, No, uh, that—basically, Schiff, if I want to get anything done, I have to put my phone on a different floor of the Schmidt household. If you remember Tropic Thunder, when Jack Black's like, hey— I can't go in there and rescue Ben Stiller because there's so much heroin. I won't be able to control myself. You have to tie me to a tree to prevent me from doing all of the heroin. And they're like, we're not going to tie you to a tree. And he's like, you have to tie me to the fucking tree. You have to. And no matter how hard I beg, no matter what I say, leave me on the tree, which leads to the stroke the shaft, swallow the gravy, all timeline. But <clears throat> I am. Chef, give my phone to my mother and say, do not give this back to me until the end of the day so that I can just get stuff done. It's what I have to do. That's what I've learned. I've got no self-control. Literally have to give my phone to my mother at the age of twenty-six in order to get stuff done. It's pathetic. Drew Hanlon, what would your strategy strategy be if you were a contestant on The Bachelorette? Um so that's a great question, Drew. You have to be it requires sociopathic tendencies, which I think I have. I've got a Yeah, no, I definitely have some of those. And you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself. First and foremost, you want to be on decent terms with every guy in the house. You don't want to be the best friend in the house. That'll get you to top 10 and it'll get some emotional goodbyes and some nice Instagram posts when you guys become influencers after the fact. But you just want to be on good terms, okay? Hannah Ann is a great example. Was not like the most popular well-liked girl in the house, but was on good enough terms with everyone that she was liked pretty much across the board, okay? So if you have that baseline, you know I'm saying all this because you don't want anyone to sabotage you, stab you in the back. So that's the baseline is be on good terms with everyone. Number two, anytime I interact with the actual bachelorette, it's going to be the hardest she's laughed than with any of the other guys. I walk into that house knowing I'm the funniest guy there. Whether that's true or not doesn't matter. That's how I'm going to carry myself. Drew, much like you might instill and in, say Anthony Bennett, that he's a good player, just you know, lying to him like that, I would instill in myself that I am the funniest guy in the house. So having a baseline of friendship with every guy in the home, whether, regardless of whether or not I actually like them, and then making her laugh every time I'm with her, I think those are going to be the key differentiators. They're going to set me apart. Also, being you know six four, like I'm kind of beating every guy under six one by default. I, I, I'm just stating facts here. Like that—that's to my advantage. I'm already beating out—I don't know—70 percent of the house on height alone. So now I only have ten guys left to deal with. I can beat out ten guys. I, I can finagle my way um, into beating out ten guys. It, it's not that difficult. Worst comes to worse, I I can just make up a a tragic story about uh, love and loss in my life, um, which they usually like to tell um, the person, uh, the bachelor or bachelorette, like on the third date, having known them for a month, like, hey, here's the most traumatic thing that's ever happened to me. I hope I can propose to you a month from now. So I would always have something like that uh, locked and loaded in my back pocket um, as well. Eric Korth, again, if you had to pick one of your P-bros to spend all of quarantine with, who would it be assuming it doesn't take place on an island in Mexico? Hmm, that's a really good question. Um, I'm trying to think, which, which Pledge brother hates me so much he wouldn't talk to me the entire time? Because that's the Pledge brother I would go for. Um, I don't know. I could probably get Jake Shea mad enough at me that he wouldn't talk to me at all the entire time. And he would probably want to rent out some lake house or something and entirely ignore all social quarantine protocols and put people in danger. So, yeah, I guess Jake, because we would ultimately end up not talking to each other at all, which would be nice. Nick Dethridge wants to know what's for dinner. I don't know, Nick. I've been relegated down to the basement. I'm not allowed up with the common folks. So I just get kind of whatever they send down the chute to me. And uh, hopefully it's enough to just tide me over for the day. I'm only allowed one meal down here as the Schmidt household parasite. Amber Reeves, if you could only choose between these three things to have during quarantine, what would you choose and why? Toilet paper, alcohol, internet. That's super tough. Um, I don't know how I'm going to order things online without internet. I just feel like internet's a really big part of shopping online. Like you can't do it without it. So I'm gonna go. The one I need is alcohol, just to get through the day to day. I don't need toilet paper. You know, we we got, but everybody knows I'm Team Baby Wipes. If you're using toilet paper, you you're not in the right century. You're just not. Like I mean, welcome to being an adult. Welcome to the 21st century. None of us should be using toilet paper. It's it's archaic and it's frankly just kind of disgusting. Uh, Hardy Cox, when did "All right, I'll talk to you" become your signature phone call sign off? Hardy, I've had a lot of them through the years. Um, really, a collection, and it, it's a unique collection of sign offs. In high school, I had this thing, and where I would just hang up on people when I was done with the conversation. That, that I really—I'm not kidding, not an exaggeration. Best friend, mom, dad, sister, someone I didn't know that well—I would just hang up when the conversation got stale kind of a Larry David thing to do like well if the conversation's over just hang up why do we have to have this awkward contrived goodbye or make an excuse for why we have to leave that's the other thing about quarantine when you're on the phone <laughs> you're on the phone you know you you don't have jack shit to do which is why you called the person in the first place so how you get out of there takes a little bit of finagling uh but yeah Chuck for now all right I'll talk to you is uh, isn't my signature get off the phone line because I will talk to you later it is sincere And it's that all right, that assertive, confident all right off the bat kind of sets the tone. Uh, Michael Gaines, who I will give the uh, award to for toughest question this week. No hair or no sports for the rest of your life. Uh, So I've been thinking about this question for a couple days now since Gaines posted it. It's actually kind of been rooted in my subconscious. I could look at it practically. What brings me more joy? Hair. What do I take more pride in? Hair. What do I have control over directly outside of quarantine? My hair. But no sports for the rest of my life. The opportunity to watch something I've got no control over whatsoever, let it ruin a day, a week, a month, or in the case of being a Mizzou alum, my life, giving up those chances of repeated torturous heartbreak and cold-blooded murder of my soul i, I wouldn't i wouldn't give that up for anything I, I I love that so much uh so yeah I would have to go bald uh i would I would have to go bald when given the choice and I don't like doing that I don't any rational person would pick hair because that's guaranteed happiness but I'm gonna be bald. God, that sucks. Uh, Sam Mawson hitting on the recurring hair theme. Thoughts on dyeing your hair ice white like Anderson Cooper? Uh, Hardy followed up. Thoughts on Mawson dyeing his hair ice white like Anderson Cooper? I have this memory of Mawson having frosted tips. I don't know if he actually did that. But if I were to take a lie detector test and you asked me, did Mawson do that? I would say, yes, he did. I just have it in my brain that Mawson had frosted tips at one point. And it would be fucking hilarious if that never happened. To Sam's question, I do think about – I don't know if I could do ice white. I I think about going full gray. I'm I'm thinking about if I had – if I switched the ratio to limited pepper and mostly salt, what that would look like. I think I would look like a god, but I'm not ready for it yet. I'm still in predominantly pepper with splashes of salt. I don't think I could go ice white. That's that's a strong play. Uh, And also, like, Anderson Cooper is a a beautiful person, and I'm just – not quite there. Andrew Johnson, is it better to burn out or fade away? Or in the next 15, 20 years, would you rather be top 25 with eight to 10 wins every year, but no natty or one title? uh, Let me refresh. Andrew Johnson, is it better to burn out or fade away? Or in the next 15, 20 years, would you rather be top 25 with eight to 10 wins every year, but no natty or one title, but it guarantees no other winning seasons. Um, I will take a title over anything. Um, if you were like, I mean, you could, oof. what you should be asking me is, would I pick a natty over family members? That would really get. <laughs> that's a tough question. But this, I mean, this is too easy. The options are no championship or a natty. If Mizzou were to win a national championship, I know it's cliche. I know it's hyperbole. I could sincerely die a happy man. I could die a happy man. That's all I want. All Gary had to do was switch out of a three-man front. Auburn was getting 400 yards of play on the ground, and Gary would not switch out of a three-man front. Wouldn't do it. Wouldn't do it. Connor Jordan Percentage likelihood Kanso Martin is head coach of your Missouri Tigers as the 2021 season tips 100% so let's see next season is the 2020 2021, so you're saying in two years so I believe his contract is up in May of 2021 20, May 1st <coughs> uh, and a- as we know Um, most college hirings happen, uh, between the, um, really the start of the tournament or end of the tournament, I guess, final four weekend and the month of April, that is when hirings happen. Um, and, and so I, I don't know if it's always May 1st for these contracts or however it works. I'm sure there has to be like a uniform date, but because... Uh, It doesn't end until May 1st. I would assume the hiring pool of college coaches, college basketball coaches, will be really small. So I would guarantee Konzo is the head coach at the start of 2021. He's got a chance at three recruits right here, right now, on Saturday, April 11th. Uh, And if he goes 0 for 3, next season is going to be an utter disaster. Utter disaster. Um, Also, in regard to Konzo being the coach, I really enjoyed – uh, Dave Matter getting banty with me when I pointed out that Mizzou fans don't realize that his contract ends on May 1st, and I quote tweeted Dave, and Dave's like, well, yeah, contracts don't end on the last game of the season, so yeah, no shit, Dave, there's no reason to get banty with me, I was just making a general comment uh, to, uh, to Mizzou fans, I don't know in what universe anyone with half of a brain would think that contracts end the day of the last game, but Dave felt like being condescending, and I wasn't going to stop him, so... Cheers to Dave, uh, Lib. Would you go back in time and disassociate yourself with Mizzou if you could? Pass. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna pass on that question. Zach Smith, your thoughts on stay-at-home dance parties? Uh this must be a social media trend because I'm. It seems like I've seen it other places, but uh, if it's a social media trend, I hate it. If you want to dance with your your family and turn on some music and not post it, that's great. Here's the thing. If you want to share a picture with your significant other, with your significant other, if you guys are apart during this for sentimental reasons or say miss you, whatever, if you want to have a virtual happy hour with your friends and family and not post about it, but you just want to have it for the sake of having it, if you want to have this dance party just to bring a little bit of joy, your daily life with your family that's terrific but to do it in a contrived way for the sake of posting it on social media it's disgusting i hate it i hate it all i'm telling you delete instagram delete snapchat for a day for a day and see how much happier you are okay it was like i was on morphine for a day it was unbelievable i highly highly recommend it to everyone um Switching over to Instagram, my third roommate, Ryan McAleenan, can we discuss how tough of a week it was for me? So Ryan is Matt's cousin. They've been kicking it during this quarantine. Uh, And speaking of kicking, uh, Ryan got his ass kicked by Matt in one-on-one basketball. Ryan, a a walk-on basketball player at Missouri State, who I assume is pretty good at the sport, just got absolutely dog-walked by Matt. Uh, and, and then on Friday, Matt and Ryan were supposed to hang out, and Ryan was ditched by Matt so that Matt could hang out with an attractive girl. So tough week, tough optics for Ryan. Uh, I, I don't really have a good bounce back for you, buddy, but you, you you really shouldn't be losing to Matt one-on-one. That That's just super tough. Gabe Harrington, what would make the NBA's horse competition watchable? Um, All threes have to be beyond half court and no dunks. That's it. All threes have to be beyond half court, and no dunks. That's the only thing. Also, no former players. None at all. Not one. I don't want to see some former player. I just do not care. Um, Moving on here, I got 20 spam questions. Uh, Jackson McNeil, Zach Biggs or Ray Sean Simmons, who are you starting a men's league team with? Well, let's think who's more likely to listen to this pod, Ray or Biggs, Biggs, who is going to be able to get better talent around them in this pickup game? Ray. Yeah, I'm going to go with Ray on this one. I'm going to go with Ray. Um, I mean, there's that Webster Groves loyalty, despite me being a bit of an expat for going to slew. I got to go with Ray on that one. I know Biggs is going to get all butt hurt about it, but I'm going with Ray. uh Jack Nations, what happens when we die? Remember Jon Snow saying everything was black? <whistles> Who wants to get existentially depressed real quick? Hannah Landolt is a hot dog a sandwich. No, a hot dog's a hot dog. A hot dog's a hot dog. It is its own category. I've never understood this debate. It's its own thing. You know what I mean? It's its it's its own deal. I'll, I'll never I'll never I'll never get it. Kyle Friedman, how's your tequila shot practice coming from Morgan Freeman? Uh, So Kyle's wife, uh, the weekend of Peter Wendler's wedding, uh, which, shit, now it's been like two and a half years, um, basically abused me with alcohol, is, is what I would say. I don't think it was technically a crime, but I certainly felt like I had been hurt in some way. I struggle with tequila, and Kyle's wife, I've never seen anything like it, at least not in terms of tequila. I'd have to go back to Kevin Leaker shotgunning back-to-back four locos to think of a drinking feat like what Morgan Freeman put on. It was out of control, just unfazed, shot after shot after shot, unfazed. She probably could have driven after this. I mean, she never would have, but I'm not kidding. She was stable. It was unbelievable. Andy Slocum, what are your top five movies to watch while quarantined? It's a great question, Slocum. So... Uh, I was added out a couple weeks ago, and rather than dedicate this that time to relaunching the podcast, I thought I might spend two hours going through Hulu, Prime Video, HBO, Disney Plus, and Netflix to find the best movies I have not seen that I uh, that I'd like to see. Here's a quick list: uh, Minority Report, Alien. Swingers, Sorry to Bother You, The Big Easy, Disaster Artist, Lady Bird, Warrior, King of New York, The Master. I don't know if I said the best movies I haven't seen or the movies I most want to see, but let the record show those are the movies I most want to see that are available to stream uh, that I haven't seen yet. Uh, I've already seen uh, Warrior, King of New York, um, Sorry to Bother You. Alien and the Big Easy. The Big Easy had a lot more misogyny than uh, I had signed up for. But uh, it was still a, a decent movie. Just I, Maybe they were just really playing into the, the South in the 80s or just white America in the 80s. But, uh, yeah, no, re- really good movies there. I, I hope you guys can enjoy them. Maybe we'll do a little TSP Movie Club, which would come out to, like, me and three others. But who knows, anything really past the time. Uh, all right, well, that's going to do it for this week's Asking Schmidt. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of the Talking Schmidt podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed bringing it to you. couple of quick things I wanted to plug here at the end. That opening segment about the offensive lineman, that was an Easter egg for Alec Ablin to see if he, one, listened at all, and two, made it to the end of this podcast. Uh, Additionally, I hope everybody gets a chance to watch Michael Gaines here shortly compete in a McDonald's challenge where he's going to eat four double cheeseburgers, four large fries, 20 McNuggets, and four large sodas in a span of 90 minutes. This is all for Basket of Hope, um, which is an organization that's uh, been set up or at least is working to provide meals for frontline healthcare workers while also um supporting local takeout restaurants uh kind of two birds one stone helping the local restaurant industry and helping those uh, in our community who are on the front line of this god-awful pandemic uh, so if you get a chance to donate or at the very least watch gains do that you really should uh it's gonna be at four o'clock here on saturday um or, or you just watch it retroactively he's gonna post it on periscope periscope he's already raised over a thousand dollars his initial goal was 200 and just basically watching someone um, do supersize me in uh, the span of an hour and a half will be fascinating. Uh, last not least, it's Easter weekend, and reminder that nothing makes families hate each other more than preparing to celebrate a holiday. And with that in mind, folks, never shop at Walmart. <laughs>